When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org. You're listening to The Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance, and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast where we will be reviewing the first one day international between India and England. A game which England won and then lost. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm Jack Hope and to go over it all I'm joined by Ross Legg. How are you doing Ross? Yeah, nonplussed really mate. The, the, the ODI series is completely pointless so um, I'm, I'm glad that we get to talk about the absolute shambles that was today's performance. Uh, and Max Rowe Brown, how are you doing, Max Rowe Brown? I'm genuinely quite annoyed. I thought I didn't care, but actually, I'm just livid at what I've seen. Are you? I yeah. I, I think it was brilliant. It's absolutely I pathetic. It was, <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Um, <laughs> I yeah yeah. I, I it's, it's it's you saw the best of the England One Day team mm. over the last four or five years. And then you saw like the worst of everything else they've accomplished <laughs> all wrapped up into like 40 overs. Um, Ross, before we get into explaining what happened and, and, and telling our story, mm-hmm. have you got any messages for our listeners? Yes, you should like and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube or follow us on Spotify and Apple and leave us a review if you're listening on there. Um, also follow us on social media sites twitter and instagram at the cricket pod um we love your youtube comments we've uh, i think we've got over five thousand on our most recent uh, recent ones <laughs> talking talking about virat kohli kl rahul etc so uh, keep them coming and um keep telling max that he looks like ed sheeran because uh, he absolutely loves it <laughs> um yeah and be one of those cross format heroes like us on 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 youtube and follow us on spotify oh, and on nice. apple that that's what nice. we want uh, Max, do you want to do a quick recap of this game to set the table? The Max summary. 
Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so um, well, India, India and England met for the first instalment of this. Uh, really, as you said, uh, Ross, important ODI series, and um, it was really a story of two diametric, diametrically opposed approaches to uh, to building in innings. So India sort of uh, they they started well, they were measured in their start. They built steadily, and um, and Darwin and Kohli batted uh, very well. And um, and very steadily to to build a really solid platform, um, and after a little wobble, Krunal and Rahul really uh, well set off some fireworks and propelled India to a a, a reasonable, but I I would say probably quite chaseable three hundred and seventeen on a on a decent batting pitch and a not particularly huge ground. Um, England's approach was very different. They exploded from the start Johnny Burstow's swashbuckling 94 uh, ably supported by Jason Roy sent England to 135 for none off uh, what 13 14 overs and um and England then proceeded to very steadily much as India had uh, steadily built we steadily fell apart and the ravages of time eroding away at uh, England's <laughs> England's sturdy foundations ultimately ending in a in a fairly comprehensive defeat yes that that is that is what happened. Uh, but how did it happen? Let's start, I guess, at the beginning with Shikhar Dawan. Um a slightly maligned Shikhar Dawan coming off the back of his sort of one appearance in the T Twenty Internationals, where everyone kind of blamed him for everything that went wrong. Um, he looked pretty good today. He, in his element, I thought opening the batting for the one day team, Ross. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's got all the foundation right. I think it came up that he's hit 17 ODI centuries, so he's clearly quite good, um, kind of in that role anyway. And I think just being there, being the way he plays, I think he's just quite a nice batsman to watch. He might not play some of those beautiful cover drives you're ever going to see, but he picks up the ball really quite well, um, and he can hit a big ball. Um, what I did enjoy, though, was uh, how their approach was about setting that strong foundation. Rohit Sharma, what were you doing? <laughs> The, the, ben Stokes bowled probably one of the worst balls of the day and he's managed to not move any of his feet and just waft it like he was I don't, I don't even know what he was trying to do um, and ultimately uh, peril met his peril I think it's an interesting one well it wasn't an interesting one really but I, I wonder whether Rohit Sharma's demise and Rohit Sharma's pretty bad innings probably overall uh, what did he get 20 or 40 something balls Um I wonder if that was because he was in a lot of pain. Um, he did get hit on the elbow pretty hard by Wood fairly early in his innings. I'd imagine um, that would hurt. Yeah, and he is going to be out of the next two ODIs, so you know maybe he gets a little bit of a pass there. But yeah, it was a, it was it was like he wasn't really feeling it today, Rohit Sharma. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was feeling something. <laughs> yeah, um, Kohli, Max, the best ODI batter in the world. Apparently so. I, the only surprise for me today was that he didn't make a hundred because that looked as nailed on as anything I've seen in in a long time. And uh, he just decided to middle the ball to the only fielder on the leg side, basically, didn't he? That was uh, <laughs> just Bold about it, the he? time, just about the time when India would probably have been looking to kick on. And you were thinking that you know at, at this point, with nine wickets in hand, you really want to really want to put your foot on the gas and uh, and Kohli then just just hold out. To uh, to the lone man on the legside boundary, so uh, arguably quite unfortunate, um, but he showed all his class today. That's for sure. Yeah, he was he was really good. Um, showed all of his skills. Um, 
It was interesting, right? Because it was a good deck to bat on, but England did have a couple of chances. And uh, Moeen Ali put down Darwan when he was on, what, 55? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Something like that, yeah. And it was a pretty easy catch. And I think um, when... I want to know what you guys feel when you drop a catch. So when I drop a catch, it feels like a bit of a gut punch. Like I, kind of the, yeah, my heart kind of sinks and I'm a bit just like, actually, I'm better than that. I, sh- I should have been able to do that. And then every boundary that is hit kind of after that, that's it's, against you. It's 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 an it's another blow. It's another yeah. bit where you're just like, oh god, the, the guilt, the pang of guilt in the stomach kind of gets there. Um, it wasn't a good day for Moeen, really. Um, so how do you two react when you drop catches like that? I don't really care. Um, so I, I I think with drop catches, and I think this applies to people at an individual level and 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 to people on the TV. Um, one, nobody really means to drop a catch. You just have to accept that a certain number of the opportunities that someone has are going to be dropped. Um, it's a, it's totally down to luck. Um, so, you know, there's, there's not really a lot you can do about it apart from practice. And I can guarantee you, Moen Ali has practiced catching the ball. Um, <laughs> so, so this is, just, you know, it's just one of those things. It is kind of, it, it was kind of weird. And, and there is, it, it's, it makes a good narrative to be like, oh, if England had taken these catches and, 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 and had to, held their chances, then Shikha Darwin would have scored loads less runs. But it doesn't really work like that. In the end, it, it, it's just the randomness of the universe produces occasional moments of brilliance and occasional moments of total uh, disaster. Um <laughs> And we just we saw a little bit of a disaster from Rowan Alley with, with that <laughs> dropped catch. Uh, and anyone who's ever played cricket will know that. And I, I think that's the way that top-level players conceptualise dropping the ball. Complete uh, dissociation from I think, well, yeah, <laughs> your yeah, own that's ability. What, that's, that's the mental space you want to be in. You just want to know that you have done everything you can in preparation for that to have taken the catch. Mm. Um, in my case, that isn't a lot, but I don't really care that much about my cricket. Rowan Alley, he'll, he'll have practiced that catch probably 15 times 20 times before that match um so i don't you know like, you can't really can't really do anything about it can you um it did those two wickets chicka darwan and Kohli fell in reasonably quick succession succession mm. uh, and that left india teetering a little bit didn't it max yeah, it was a really weird passage of play that because you were you were looking at India and thinking 100 and, what, 160 for one, I think it was, off uh, about 30 overs. And the old cliche is uh, these days seems to be double your score at 30 will be roughly what you will end on. And that is ultimately what happened. But for the next 10 overs, it we were looking at like wondering whether they'd even get to 280 because the brakes were just put on completely. It was a combination, I think, of England bowled very well. Um, ben Stokes and Sam Curran gave absolutely no width to, to the new batsman. Um, KL Rahul looked like he was going to reprise his role as ball eater in chief uh, before the last five overs of the innings. And um, I just, I, I'm not really, I'm not really sure what what happened. I think India kind of got got stuck a bit. Um, well, I guess the question is, was it bad death bowling after that? I mean, Max, mm, um, yeah, because they did end up getting up to 317. Was it bad death bowling or was it good India hitting? Well, as as always, it was both, wasn't it? It was, uh, it was bad death bowling. <laughs> England didn't have really uh, much of a concerted plan it, they were spraying it a bit all over the place uh they probably didn't try 
Uh, York was too much, probably, you know, concerned. It's it's a very small margin of error, isn't it, going going with the Yorker, despite the fact that it looked like there might be a, starting to be a little bit of reverse swing. So it was a surprise that uh, they didn't try and bowl a little bit fuller. Um, and, and those first few balls to... For some reason, Sam Curran decided that he would greet Krunal Pandya to the wicket with some tame short bowling, which ultimately got him to get his eye in, get him his eye in very quickly. So uh, there was there was a bit of a bit of that, but also when you have two batsmen who are creaming it everywhere, it makes it very difficult to uh, to try and hold that death bowling line. So you know you can you could say credit to India batsmen for forcing England off their off their lengths, but equally England, uh, yeah. They, I think, they, I think they England, did I think everything that they did well in the previous ten overs. They did wrong the ten overs after that. I, I genuinely think England went to absolute bits. I don't think that Krunal Pandya is that good of a batsman. Kale Rahul way out of nick, and we managed to. They scored at ten and over for the last ten. That just as well as it's pretty good batting. Like Krunal Pandya was smashing it all over the place, but England bowled into that. It bowled it to them, kind of thing, mm. and I think it was really disappointing. And it's actually been one of England's problems across white ball cricket for a little while even when we were even when we bat really really well teams are typically scoring more runs against us as jack has spoken about in the past um but i thought it was really poor today um, there was there was one other thing that happened around that time which i i'd be interested to see what you think whether you thought it may have contribu- contributed to england's uh, sudden uh, demise in the field which was owen morgan going off with his uh, his split webbing injury uh, do you think do you think that may have uh, affected England in the field and their sort of thinking and their plans and whether uh, or, or it was it was just coincidental? I don't think, I don't so. think so. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 the England will have gone in with a plan. I, I I think we have seen regularly in the last long time, really in the last long time, <laughs> that. Um, England are a bit thin on the ground when it comes to top quality death bowling, and especially mm. so when Jofra Archer isn't there to do half the work for them. Yeah. Um, we have never really seen Mark Wood do it as a death bowler. He's always been, you know, a little bit inconsistent. He has times when he looks excellent because he can bowl very fast, and in the right circumstances, very fast cricket balls are difficult to hit. <laughs> um, it wasn't the right circumstances today. Uh, Rashi. Um, Blimey, I've Adil Adil Rashid is not has never really impressed in in the death bowling aspect of 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 being a spinner. Has he? It's not really his game. He tends to be uh, yeah the middle first over change middle overs yeah yeah. Um, and I mean, then, he often bowls through, doesn't he? He'll often bowl his ten overs in, all in a row and just tie the and game then, up. And then we've recently spoken about how Tom Curran, uh, <laughs> Sam Curran, and and Ben Stokes all have fairly subpar records as a death bowler who can England turn to though is the question I mean they, they just sort of have to hope that the archer comes back for important tournaments and isn't badly injured because they've they have tried a reasonable amount of that player pool the next best guy is probably Chris Jordan but he wasn't very good in the in the in the t20 series so England's best hope is probably to take wickets earlier <laughs> in the game somehow um I have to say, though, overall, looking at the 50-over piece, 317 was probably a below-par score batting first on that wicket. And I, I, I think Morgan said it after the game, and I agree with him. Uh, I think they'd have been very happy uh, that India walked off with only 317 on the board uh, because we saw 
for long spells of that first innings and for a reasonable spell of the second innings. So that was actually a, a, a you know a bit of a road. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, halfway through, I was looking at thinking India are nailed on for three fifty plus here, and yeah, we should say we should say as well that like. It was a pretty good debut from Krunal Panja. He was obviously quite emotional after, <laughs> fastest, afterwards as well. Fastest 50 um, for, a, for a debutant. Exactly, yeah. And that's like, well, I mean, that, you, you can't really have a better day with the bat coming in at that position in the, in the, in the team, can you? He um, did his job, right? He did his job. It's just that bit where he, he's, he's there to hit those balls. And if England are going to put them well, there, he, he's he going to smash did. them away. He probably did his job and plus thirty yeah. runs. To be honest, <laughs> like it was quite a big job. If that if that was his job, then like he deserves some kind of promotion. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, you know they got up to three hundred seventeen, which looked competitive. Uh, then England came out to bat, and it after thirteen overs, it looked like it was game over, basically, didn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, this is this is a bit for me. So the opening pair, I think they put on what, 134 off of 14 overs or something very close to that. Mm. Um, England are brutal in the power play. And, and Max, you talked about that diametrically opposed approach. England in that power play, one horrible to bowl to for anyone. And it just look at the class that Jason Roy and the confidence of Bearstow kind of have in that period. Um, the bit that's always worked in England's favour is that one either one of them always has a bit of momentum behind them. And today, when Stokes came in, um, I think he didn't fulfil that Joe Root role very well. Um, I think that actually um, Joe Root is relatively underrated when it comes to getting the batsman who's kind of mid-flow on strike. Like Joe Root accumulates and gets a few, gets a few runs. You don't see that he's, back, yeah. he's, on, he's on the 30. Um, typically kind of similar to what Coley does, I suppose. Um, but there is a bit where he always gets someone like Bairstow on strike against the good matchups. Um, what happened today was Stokes came in and he just, he, he Kale Rahul'd it. He ate a load of balls up and then got out and said, like, oh great. Morgan then came in and did the same. Johnny Bairstow didn't face a ball for like three overs and instantly all of the momentum is just gone out of that great start for England. Um, that is not to give England an excuse though because they needed what, 170 runs or so? Yeah. Um, it, was, it was approaching five and over, wasn't it, at that point? And there is that bit. If you go ballistic from the start, give yourself that platform. You then have the luxury of scoring at one a ball if you really need to. You d- like you don't get any more brownie points if you chase it down within forty two overs. Like there's, there's not a thing there. The the way England bat is to make it easy for the lower order to come in and hit those runs. And today we we soiled the bed to put <laughs> it politely. Yeah, um, that is sort of what happened. I mean, I, I actually. I don't think England will care that much that they lost that match, which will sound ridiculous. And and, and I, I, I also don't think that they'll be saying to themselves, oh, we could have just knocked them off at, at one and over, because that's not really how England want to play cricket. And Morgan was talking about this after the game. Um, so Morgan basically said a string of positive things about England. And, and as Morgan often does in his press conferences, he wasn't really talking to... Uh, the TV audience at home. He was basically saying to the players, here's what was good, here's what was bad. And he said, like, we were happy with what the bowlers accomplished. 317 was a really easy score or a very gettable score. Um, he liked the way England played. He wanted to reinforce the way they were playing and he wants the new players in the side to come in and play like Bairstow and Roy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think kind of what he's getting at is that, that basically he's a cricketing progressive. Like In, in Morgan's mind, the sport is always people in sport are always improving upon what came before 
the arc of the cricketing universe, if you like, is going towards bigger and bigger or better and better ODI scores and more and more explosive ODI batting. So to to say, I think, oh, maybe English should have knocked that off at five over. Yeah, sure. But like, what does that actually... I mean, I, I, I don't think that's what England want to be doing. And I well, don't I mean, even that's think... That's fine, isn't it? If you're batting first, you, you, know, you go get off that... that that really fast start and you want to kick on and score as many runs as you can but when you're trying to chase 317 and you've basically broken the back of the chase like we were 12 12 overs ahead of India at that stage I know I know they you know they really kicked on at the end and, and caught caught some of that time up there but I mean you just kind of have to also have a little bit of of game sense about about where you are and I I agree with what Ross said about um you know missing missing root in that role I don't actually like Stokes at 3 at all it's very easy to say after he scored one from 11 and England lost the game but I it doesn't it doesn't sit well with me I think having him come in um further down with him and Butler so it sort of gives you that kind of safety net if it does go a little bit wrong after that first um innings you you still then turn around and go, oh we've got England four down oh wait it's Stokes and Butler uh, see the they, thing they is still very much win this the thing is though if anything England not trying to press on from the position they were on is what cost them Stokes scoring one off 11 that isn't exactly uh coming in and trying to score from from ball one is it yeah, I, I, I think what Morgan is what no, I know, but what Morgan is getting at, and if you want to buy into the vision that Morgan is presenting as as the leader in this scenario, if you want to buy into that vision, what Morgan is saying that your execution today, England, batters, wasn't good enough. Mm. Like you can't score one off eleven balls and then be out. You can't like you can't do what Josh Butler did and stand in front of your stumps and swipe <laughs> across the ball. Like what 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 is he aiming to do in that situation, Josh Butler? That's that's the things that England need to consider. The intent falls within that bracket as well because I think both Stokes and Morgan and and probably Butler um, got out trying to score one or fewer and that in the, the way the way England want to play they don't want to lose wickets trying to score one run they don't really mind losing a wicket if they're trying to score six that's that's the trade-off they're accepting mm-hmm. um, and I, I think you know after that sort of platform England laid down maybe it was complacency uh, maybe it's that some of the new players aren't very good maybe the roles that some of the batters were playing in don't fit their skill sets but I don't think it's the game plan or necessarily that they should have just taken their foot off the gas and scored at one uh, five, at five and over and one well, it's and not, it's over. not about taking your foot off the gas is it it's just about being a little bit you know uh, rather than blocking it and then getting ready to smack the ball again just rotate you can be, you can, you can score at one a ball and do it positively. Yeah, but, there, but there's also a bit, Max. You, you touched upon it a little bit. That India actually bowled well. There, there yeah. was, there's a bit where England did bat relatively poorly, but credit has to go to the Indian bowlers again in the middle overs, having a plan, bowling to it. Um, it was the debutant uh, Krishna um, who came yeah. in. He was battered by Bairstow in the uh, power play. Like he, I think one of the overs might as well 20, have gone for twenty-two, yeah, twenty-two runs, um, and it was so dismissive. And like, lesser bowlers and younger bowlers are definitely dis- and older bowlers are definitely disintegrated under that kind of pressure he came back had a bit about him chirped off Bearstow all that kind of stuff like it was really good to see and I thought actually he picked up some really good wickets Um, the bag carrier that is Thakur bowled brilliantly again like who would have thought and Jack I think you tweeted about it saying that who would have thought that uh, Thakur would have been one of the key match white ball uh, match winners for this India side not not too many people would have called that I don't think no and they were good and what I thought was probably sort of or possibly slightly interesting about today's game, as opposed to the the T20s, 
India were able to wrestle control back in the match by basically bowling a kind of test match, hit the top of the stumps length, mm. um, as well as sort of bouncing out Morgan, which has happened before, of course. But that that seemed to work quite well. Why do you think that was, Max? Uh, I think possibly a little bit of the, the Jew coming into play. So I think uh, with the Butler wicket, you could argue that perhaps the ball got on, got on him a little quicker than he expected. And they were also bowling a lot of cross seam. So that uh, when, you, when you're hitting that, line, that length and that line when you're bowling cross seam, you've always got the you know, option of either the ball skidding on a little bit quicker off the face of the ball or, or coming off the, off the seam and getting a little bit, um, a little bit big. So I think, I think, uh, the, the Bairstow wicket, while it was, uh, not a great shot and the ball wasn't brilliant, they sort of, uh, gave him, that was it, it was Thacker, wasn't it? Gave himself a bit of a margin for error because it was, it was arguably a half tracker, but he bowled it cross seam and it got a little bit, uh, big on Bairstow at, at the bat and he sort of, it hit the splice a bit. Um, so that's the sort of thing that, you know, when, when one thing isn't working, it stopped swinging and then the full balls were disappearing to all parts. You, you change it up. And I think India did that well. And I think it was a good, um, probably a good understanding of your own conditions that, that helped them get to that, that point. A few more India points. They obviously played a slightly experimental team today, which included a couple of debutantes. Um, we've seen both in the IPL, more of Krunal Pandya than uh, Prasith Krishna. Were you impressed by them, Ross? Yeah, so I kind of mentioned I, I kind of liked the comeback from Krishna. I thought actually he showed a lot of character, um, as Brendan Rodgers would be very proud of. Um, <laughs> but there was just a bit about him, and he, he bowled in the right areas, bit of pace. It was very good. Um, Krunal Pandya had a day out, as far as he's concerned. As you say, he overperformed with the bat. Um, you've still got to hit the runs regardless of where the ball's bowled. So fair play to him. Um, I think we saw in the. Um, well, the, the cap-giving ceremony for his debut with his brother. He, like, he was in te- floods of tears before the game, came off and was interviewed halfway through, was in floods of tears after that as well. Um, so it was a, clearly a huge moment. And, and Max, you mentioned that it was around kind of a, a bereavement in, in his family. Yeah. Um, but I thought he bowled well as well. I think he, he went at less than six and over, which is actually against his England side to right, isn't it? I thought he went for a slightly more than that. Um, but yeah, well, it wasn't too it bad. 5.9 he went. Oh, there there we he are. Pulled, pulled it back towards the end. Pulled it back, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, I thought it, I think both of them, them were good. Uh, I think, again, it demonstrates the depth India have got. Uh, a real plus point, I suppose, for India is that Boomer and Jadeja weren't there again. <laughs> um, and I think particularly that probably hurt India today in that power play because you, you, you think that probably Boomerah's going to bowl three or four of those overs. Um, he's not Johnny Bairstow, go for 22 off and over is well, he well yeah like he might go for the, the odd 10 um, Bairstow will still try and do that but it's a much riskier shot and mm. he's probably going to get fewer balls to, to do it off and you think Jadeja might bowl one or two in the, in the power play as well which against two right-handers would probably have slowed England down slightly. So uh, I, th- I think what is what is disappointing. Obviously, Rohit's going to be out. Uh, Shreyas Iyer also out injured. Um, well, dislocated his shoulder by the looks of things. Yeah, um, but that does mean there's going to be an opportunity for our boy Sky, surely. <laughs> so uh, possibly. I mean, he nearly dropped the easiest catch of all time, didn't he, off Roy today? So uh, hopefully, he's he's more. With it, <laughs> and, and, and the shrub will come in at the come in at the top of the order, no doubt. Yeah, um, it was a bad day for shoulders, and quite a good day for catches by subs as well, wasn't it? There were were there three of those today. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Sam Billings one. There's, there's sometimes that there is just 
Just let it go for the boundary. And this is speaking to a guy who has gone full throttle through a fence. So sometimes you just got to be just like, it's going to go for four. Like he lost out to the IPL last year, missed out the World Cup as well because of his shoulder injury. Like what are you doing there, mate? That just have a bit about you. I don't know. With Morgan in charge, you might never play for England again if you let one go. That is true. And the final thing, though, and this is probably a, a, a negative for India and a positive for England. Obviously, India's grand plan in cricket at the moment is to lose the first match of every series they play in <laughs> uh, so that they can get the comeback hype machine rolling and then, you know, like come back, win 3-2 in the T20s, 4-1 in the tests, uh, 2-1 away in Australia. Uh, probably some other comebacks in before that. Um, how nervous are they going to be with the lead? Are they good leaders? I don't know if they're good leaders, Ross. Uh, I think the underdog spirit is uh, is, is going to abandon them, right? There's uh, they're just they're they're ahead. They don't. They, uh, does Virat Kohli have the nous to lead his men up against it? Can he motivate them? Uh, who knows? Um, I think what is interesting though is uh, how much England are just not scared of Kuldeep Yadav. Like, I'm not sure he should be picked against playing um, for India against England. There is just no I don't f- think he should be playing for India. To yeah, be honest. but he, there is no fear factor of him anymore, and there is just a bit where he leaks runs against England because he doesn't put the pressure on, um, especially against uh, the likes of Johnny Bairstow, who uh, who well, who had to say he was brilliant today, Johnny Bairstow. Yeah, well, the working theory with Coldeep Yadav is that he was brilliant when he came into t- into international cricket because people didn't know that much about him. Uh, then somewhere between 2018 and 2019, people figured out sort of what he was doing. Um, and what I have heard is that basically he bowls so slowly that he's absolutely no risk to batters, like top-level batters, off the pitch. So... If he can't beat them with the flight of the ball, he basically is just a punching bag. And so what sort of happened between that 2018-19 period is that instead of trying to play him on the front foot, basically everyone just sort of sits on the delivery, waits for it to bounce, and then hits it as hard as they can. <laughs> um, and that's that's a problem for him because because the, the way he bowls, like unless he does start bowling quicker, which might not you know be possible, some people just can't do that. Um, he, it, 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 it's you know. It, once you've been worked out, what do you do to, to that, mix things up? Is that why he's added the knee-high full toss to his repertoire? <laughs> well, that probably doesn't help. I mean, like once you start getting smacked, then you have to. Th- so he knows, for, for example, that if he doesn't bowl really full, then people are just going to wait for him. It's going to be slow off the pitch. Doesn't matter which way it's going to spin. Good batters will hit it. So therefore, he has to bowl fuller than his natural length, the length he has learnt to play international cricket at. That causes problems because then his length goes and he becomes even more hittable. Um, and I think to, to conceptualise this just slightly more, if you look modern day, the best limited overs, white ball, same thing, leg spinner, who is it? Dil Rashid. Rashid Khan. Well, <laughs> Rashid Khan is the answer, yeah. <laughs> Bowls a lot faster and that means he can beat That is, people. of course, the Rashid you meant, isn't it, Ross? Yeah, <laughs> he can beat people both through the air and off the pitch. It doesn't deviate. He might not spin it as much as Coldeep yet. He might not get as much dip and stuff. But the the pace the ball goes through the hitting zone in white ball cricket is too much for most batters to play. Yeah, um, and and it gives him more ways to 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 win battles. Um, the, the other the other thing about Rashid Khan is he has a really weird release point, which makes it almost impossible to see out the hand. 
Well, do you know? Well, that's but 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 that's that's kind of true. Rashid Khan basically is a finger spinning leg spinner. We've we've yeah. gone on a on a on a diversion. A bit of a here. tangent here. <laughs> but if he if if you watch videos of how he releases the ball, and he did one with uh, Scottish of all yeah. people, yeah, uh, at Hove, and basically he the ball comes out at the same release point, but depending on which spin finger he spins the ball off, it goes one of two ways. Now when he's he's doing that and bowling at sort of ninety five k's. K per hour instead of 75 like Coldeep Yadav you don't need to be doing an awful lot with the ball off the pitch to 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 leave a batsman completely clueless yeah. um, fellas we've got a few tweets in some questions and then we'll say what we think will happen in the next game if that works for you sounds good yep Right, uh, so first question and this has come from Rob Legg I wonder who that could be <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, is it the pitches or the mentality of test batting which is stopping Bairstow from producing this kind of innings in test cricket or this style of innings in test cricket? Max, what do you think about that? Uh, well, it's, it's something it's something you've uh, you touched upon in some other shows, isn't it, Jack? I think it's sort of the way the way he sets him up himself up to play in white ball cricket versus red ball cricket is slightly different and uh, I think just the amount the ball moves makes it more likely that he's going to get out in in uh, in test cricket. It's the same we've seen it with. The number of players, people like uh, Jason Roy, who've given it a go, and just the way that the way they set up isn't quite as suited to to the red ball game. So you know, um, white ball cricket is definitely uh, ideal for for Besto and his his approach. And it's just yeah, probably probably the ball and and the conditions uh, as much as well yeah. that and the I... technique, the combination of the two. I actually see innings today from Bairstow as an absolute vindication of the changes he made. Bairstow could have had a career as a kind of average, maybe slightly above average, test international quality batter who yeah. played some white ball cricket and was probably slightly underwhelming, but okay, you know, in, in white ball cricket. Um, instead, he is like, you know, top two top or three tier, in the yeah. world uh, when it comes to opening the batting in, in white ball cricket. And he's not so good at Red Bull cricket, although we still give him a go because he's a nice guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and from Yorkshire. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, like, Max, you explained what the problem was there, but I think good decision from Johnny. And like, hopefully we see a few more innings like that from an England perspective. Yep. Uh, question from G. Ross, you can answer this one. Would David Milan at number three have guided England home? <laughs> uh, not sure if you guided England home, but um, I think the... Um... It's fair to say that Moeen Ali didn't really come off today, did he, at all? So uh, there is a bit where... There's lots of actually, hate for Moeen Ali at the moment saying, actually, he's just lost it. And there's there's a there's a, just a thing around his bowling, which he just doesn't have it now. And so if that is the case, and that's why he's not been playing in the um, T20s, and they're just hoping that he finds some kind of spark in his ODI, it's a huge thing. Um, it is quite surprising that Milan doesn't have a look in here, um, because actually you would have thought that slotting in at three today would have been a pretty good place to be. Um, but the the merry-go-round that is the England selection process, I mean, we don't know who's getting off and who's getting on, do we? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think this ODI team are a lot better with Root um, yeah. in, at number three. And, and there's two reasons for that. One, he's an insurance policy opener. If one of the two openers goes ballistic and gets it wrong, like it's very rare that Root fails. So you, you've got that. Two, as you sort of said, and this, this will sound like it's, counter to what I was saying earlier but Root is able what Root's really good at is is scoring off lots of balls in the same way as Coley I suppose not quite Coley caliber but he's able to score off lots of ball and that that means you don't get bogged down at any point um 
So yeah, you know, Root, Root does improve this side. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Nico Marsh, do England slash Morgan have an issue with viewing the ODI and T20 formats too similarly? Ross, um, I, I don't think so. Actually, I think the uh, approach that they've taken to ODI, ODI cricket from that um, New Zealand uh, series way back when has been brilliant. Like they've, they've completely changed how exciting ODI cricket actually is. And yes, some of the really tense 250 kind of matches are, are, are brilliant. But actually, there's a high chance that England break the 500 runs barrier in an ODI. Got to agree that, that that is kind of what they're seemingly aiming for. You can't say that when we ob- obliterated Australia um, in one of those ODIs when we hit what was it four eighty? I thought I think we ended up with that. Like, that is just is, is brilliant. So I think their approach to ODI cricket is 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 entertaining and it's paid off with a World Cup. So and yeah, they- well, currently top of the rankings until India beat us three 0 as well. So it's it's vindicated. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'd probably add to all of that is that in ODI cricket in particular, there's a tendency to think that you need to build a platform because that guarantees you a reasonable score and then you can maybe in the last 10 overs try and do something. The The problem is so many teams are capable of chasing 250 to 280 now. Like, And I mean this probably down to like Ireland. Ireland would fancy. I mean, that Ireland got over 300 against England in the summer, actually. So many teams have fancied those scores that you're not... What's the point, really? Yeah. In, in aiming for them or being like oh let's guarantee 250 lads it's like playing against Barcelona and be like oh let's guarantee we score one goal it's it's not you're probably that's probably the wrong way of thinking about it you need you need to be thinking well let's get more if we get more then they can't get more uh, obviously today England lose a game getting 250 playing the other way but that's chasing and that's slightly differently different yeah. I, I think you really see the England ODI machine in full work in order or at full steam when they're batting first and they, they just keep going. Um, so are you surprised that, actually that having won the toss we put India in? I don't, I think I think that there is uh, I I am a little bit, um, particularly as I know this England team are all like oh we really want to chase, but most of the data suggests that in, in day-night cricket you are actually, you're better off batting in the day when the light is better. And I, I know there's dew factor and people love talking about dew factor <laughs> in uh in India with the ball but the the reality is that it is is it's harder to see at night <laughs> I, I, I think it's even more fundamental than that I just don't think that Morgan has the trust in that bowling unit to defend a total like as, as well, well, well as, maybe as that's maybe but I, I I think they're they're kind of looking at it the wrong way and um they all I I, I think anything that's binary like that where where the answer is always we bat second probably doesn't take into account like all of the factors that go into that decision um it'd be like it'd be like saying well i always call heads because you know heads is best when you <laughs> toss coins it's like well what's you would like what happens if it's a coin with two tails um <laughs> anyway that was a tangent um mask 101 uh i think we'll do this this will probably be the last question is there anyone in the england side besides root who can impersonate root max <laughs> well, uh, I I don't I've yet to see one. I'll be honest. I don't I don't think there's. I mean, well, we we briefly mentioned Milan, didn't we? That he might be the the person that would slot in that role best from the players that England have got uh, available at the moment. But there's no one around in England that can do that job quite like Root can, um, or to the level of an impersonation. So I I'd say short answer no. Fair enough, Ross. 
it's just a, it's just again that England selection rotation policies are fucking shambles, and it's just a, like the fact that Chris Wokes was on the tour for Sri Lanka and on the tour for all the Test matches, and he's not playing in this. And Joe Root, one of our best ODI players, and they're saying that oh, we're looking to take this a bit more seriously. It just undermines the whole thing. Um, and I think saying oh Stokes should be back at three mm. in this, I think it's just, it's just it's just a waste of time. Yeah, I um. I don't know. I don't, I I didn't love it. I think I, I, I think the thing it. with Root is just that it takes that it takes a, an extra bit of class to be able to score. Like you said, he scores off almost, most balls. It takes that extra bit of class to be able to score off balls that <laughs> nor ordinarily would be a dot ball for most batsmen and mm. and keep it ticking over. And I don't think we've got anyone else that is as good a, or close to as good at that. I would say the one person who possibly could do it is Morgan, actually. But he seems mm. to have taken his game in a slightly different direction. Well, uh, if you bowl at Morgan in the corridor just outside off stump, he can't even hit it. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, that's the other direction. Is he's certainly a little bit more powerful than he used to be. But um, I, I don't know. It's, it is a weird one. It is a weird one. England will need to look at that, but probably not anytime soon because I think Joe Root... You know, is this another one of those examples? By not being here, he's suddenly yeah. a lot better. I think, uh, think <laughs> Nasser Hussain even said it on uh, on commentary. <laughs> uh, like last thing to wrap up, then, boys. Uh, the next ODI is on Friday, so we've got a couple of days off, and we can we'll enjoy that um, before we're back together. And maybe we can do the show with a beer in hand. Oh, that'd be nice. Who is going to win, Max? Uh, England are going to come roaring back and uh, and take it to a decider. Oh, Ross. Uh, I was impressed with the way Roy and uh, Bairstow kind of um, played today, and it was great to see them kind of back both in form. Um, so actually, I think yeah, let's back England for the to bring it to one one and set up a, uh, an interesting finale um, because England's middle order can't fail that badly again. All the reasons I said India will win this series three 0 still stand. I don't really trust the backups. I don't really like where, what the roles that the, the more senior players are being forced to play. I, I I think there's only a few people doing what they would normally do in the team. Adil mm. Rashid, Jason Roy, Morgan and Bairstow. Uh, and that means that England are a little bit confused about what's going on. So I, yeah. I, I expect them to lose on Friday. Uh, um, Reese Topley's going to come in and, and do the business. <laughs> Ross, messages for our listeners then. Let's wrap this up. Like and subscribe, whichever, wherever it is. Um, and then follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Cricket Pod. Um, and obviously, leave a comment, get in touch on Twitter. We love hearing from you. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.